you all know what to do with that. I have to warn you that today might be a little different than normal. I've had a lot I've had a lot on my heart this week. My heart has been heavy. I don't know about you, but sometimes when you recognize your own sinfulness, you find yourself with a little bit of a heavy heart. There's some of that for me. But my heart is heavy because of the state of the world we live in. My heart's heavy. So a lot of times I might call what I do is preaching a sermon. Oh, I, this morning I'd like to share a message. I, I, it's not really going to be a three-point sermon. There's no notes in your bulletin. Uh, there's no nifty uh, words that are alliterated so that they all start with P or anything like that. There's none of that. But I, I want to share what I feel like God has really burdened me this, with this week. And it's kind of ironic because I even said last Sunday... I'm going to preach the second half of Ephesians chapter 4. I opted to skip over that. I was going to do one sermon. Well, guess what? <clears throat> I'm backing up. Normally we keep going forward. We're going to back up. And so I'm, I'm going to begin in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1. And part of this is my wife saying, what are you skipping that section for? That's what we need more than anything. And I'm like, you know, I had, I had blinders on. And... Um, so I'm thankful for a wife who was not afraid to tell me uh, that I needed to reevaluate that. But um, I, want, I want to deal with this because I think we need it. I, some of you may have heard of Jim Cimbala. He wrote several books, Fresh Wind, Fresh Fire, Fresh Faith. I mean, quite a few things. He is the pastor of the Brooklyn Tabernacle Church in Brooklyn, New York. Um, one of the most fantastic worship churches out there. Amazing. Except God put a message on his heart, and I listened to that message this week. It convicted me to the core, and some of what you hear from me this morning is going to be from him. Uh, uh, there's, there's just no apologizing for that. Um, and so... I want us, and we're going to probably use a little more scripture this morning than maybe normal, um, but I, I believe it's necessary. And so let's go ahead, if you have your Bibles, please open them to Ephesians chapter 4. Maybe you're on your tablet, your iPhone, whatever, Android if you're that crowd. Um, no judgment. Well, a little bit of judgment. <laughs> Nothing that I'll hold over you. Um, Ephesians chapter 4, beginning in verse 1, he says, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy, worthy of the calling that which we have been called. Now, I, I want to just stop for a second there. I want that phrase to sink into you, and I want that to resonate in your brain as we talk through everything we talk about this morning. I urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called. And he goes on and describes what that looks like with all humility and gentleness, with patience, 
bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is only one body. I put the only in. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. I urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling by which you've been given. As I thought about this, that the thing that we probably need in our world in our country and in our church today is unity never before in the history of my life have we seen disunity in the church over what we're fighting over I, I've never seen it it's, it's just all now there used to be a time when we would fight over abortion whether it was right or not we don't fight over that anymore we just kind of and now we're fighting over some of the most ridiculous things that we've ever fought over and it's divided churches down the middle as I thought about this I thought back to John 17 if you remember John 17 Jesus was in the garden and Jesus this was the night that Jesus spent praying in the garden and he's speaking to the Father, and he, he says some words. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to start reading in verse 14. John 17, verse 14, he, he's, he's facing his death on the cross. He's facing crucifixion, and <clears throat> he's talking with the Father, and these are the things he talks about. He says, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world just as I am not of the world I do not ask that you take them out of the world but that you keep them from the evil one they are not of the world just as I am not of the world sanctify them in the truth your word is truth as you sent me into the world so I have sent them into the world and for their sake I consecrate myself that they also may be sanctified in truth I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. That's you and me. That they may all be one. Just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Christianity is about following Jesus and wanting to be like Him, right? Raise your hand if you believe that Christianity is about following Jesus and desiring to be like Him. I kind of assume that we could all agree on that. You need to hang on to that thought because we're going to take a bit of a bumpy ride and find out that some of the way we've been living life in our society today has not been like we believe that. It's kind of a weird Christianity. If Christianity at all, or even Christianity at all, if 
people don't want to be like Jesus. And that kind of brings me to another passage of Scripture that we're going to go to. And it's in Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6. In verse 27, he says, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. To one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. From the one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who begs from you, and from one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. If you love those that love you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good only to those who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners but to get back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good. And lend expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great. And you will, listen to this, and you will be sons of the Most High God. He didn't say fight for your own way, fight for your own uh, wishes, believe what you want, and try to convince everybody to do it. He says, love people who hate you, do good to those who want to despise you, and in that, you will be sons of the Most High. Now, we all agreed that being a Christian is loving God and attempting to do what He does, right? We all agreed on that. He says this, For He is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Be merciful, even as your Father is merciful. You see, when you're hated that's when you really find out who the real Christian is. When you're hated and someone says something bad to you or someone crosses you, that's when you find out who you are in Jesus, how you treat them. Because if you respond with hate and bitterness and vile, you are demonstrating that you're not a son of the Father because that's not what Jesus did. Jesus said, Love those who hate you. Do good to those who would want to cause you harm. That's how Jesus lived. In our society today, everybody is posturing. You know what posturing is, right? This is how I, this is who I am. I'm this, I'm standing, this is who I am. I, everybody's posturing. Even those that aren't in politics are posturing. In our churches, we're posturing. And we're saying, I'm for this. I'm against that. I'm for this. I'm against that. And in saying simple things like, I'm against that or I'm for that, in regards to something outside of the Word of God, we are posturing. And we are saying, this is who I am. This is who I am. We have people that, that are posturing about Blue Lives Matter. We gotta, we gotta support the police. Yeah. And then there's people posturing about Black Lives Matter. Well, Black Lives Matter. Well, and then there's like, well, everybody matters. You've got that group out there. No, all lives matter. No, white lives matter. And, and we've got everybody posturing. 
I'm conservative. I'm a liberal. Well, I'm for Antifa. I'm, I'm, everyone is posturing. And if you don't believe that, you need to look at Facebook. You can't read a feed on Facebook where you don't find someone posturing over who's right and who's wrong. And it's destroying our churches. There was a group of pastors that were polled. And 20% of them, that's one in five pastors, said once we get past this pandemic and back to life, we're quitting the ministry. I hope that's not true. But you know why? It's not because they can't find a good sermon to preach. It's because they're sick and tired of the people in the churches fighting. What are we fighting over? It would be one thing if we were fighting sin. And, and, and trust me, in your posturing, our posturing, I'll say it our, I, I include myself, we think, well, I, I believe I'm right, and so what they're doing is sin. Basically, all of us in our posturing are getting outside of what our role as believers is supposed to be. We're supposed to love people that hate us. Well, what do you do when someone hates you on Facebook? Well, I'll block them. I'm just going to unfriend them. I'm not, we're not going to have anything to do with them. I'm, I'm going to post something that lets people know that this person is the enemy. Oh my goodness, do you know in the last two weeks alone... I've received in excess of 25 messages on Messenger with people saying, you need to watch this and share it with everybody. Oh my gosh, I'm ready to leave Facebook altogether. I have to admit, I've sent a few of those. I'm repenting of that. I was wrong. I should not have done that because every time I sent one of those videos that I believe to be true, every time I shared one of those statements or one of these studies that I believe to be true, guess what I was doing? I was dividing you and me. Because I knew that's... And, and honestly, who, who do we send those people to? We send those people to think that well, they're thinking like me. I'm going to send this to them. We're going to bolster our cause. I have had to repent all week long over this and I'm just sharing with you straight up I'm I'm gonna change my ways we can't keep doing this if we're not about loving those who hate us doing good to those that want to tear us down we're not doing what Jesus did Jesus I mean if Jesus did good to only those that loved him he wouldn't have done good to anybody everybody hated him they killed him they put him on a cross what does someone in want of you if they if they have a differing opinion we tend to identify ourselves by where we stand or who we're with if i were to ask you and, and I, I should have done this i should have asked you to write down a statement before we ever started this morning to say give me a description of you here's what most people say well I'm a white American and da, 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 and I live in such and such town or I'm a black American or I'm a uh, afro-american I'm a I'm a this I'm a that some people would actually say well I'm, I'm a liberal Christian <laughs> and, and here's the problem if there's any word that comes before I'm a Christian, we're out of line. If white is the first thing you think of when you are, you're racist. 
If black is the first word you think of to describe who you are, you're probably racist because what God says is we're supposed to just be like Christ. Being a Christian is the greatest thing that I can ever say about myself. I don't want to be a Republican Christian. I don't want to be a a conservative. I don't want to be a liberal. I don't want to be anything except Christian. And if anything that you would use to describe yourself is more than that, you need to probably repent today. And you need to rethink who you are in Jesus Christ. Because anything outside of that is not what He's called us to. You see, what He called us to is do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. You say, well, that's not fair. There's way more. You're right. It's not fair. You know, it wasn't fair that everyone that saw Jesus opposed him. It wasn't fair that, that they treated him like, you know, the, the, the wicked stepchild of something that, the, you know, they didn't even... It wasn't fair. None of it was fair. And Jesus never called us to live in a society where everything's fair. He didn't say, well, you can be happy if everything's fair and you get treated like you want to treat. No. He said, come follow me. Foxes have holes. You're not going to have a bed. Come follow me because that's what sets you apart. If this morning you have been dealing and you would describe yourself as I'm, I'm an anti-Black Lives Matter. I'm an anti-conservative. I'm an anti... If you were an anti-anything, you might be an anti-God because God says this is who I want you to be. I just want you to be Christian. I just want you to love people. I just want you to bless those who curse you. I want you to love people that hate you. I want you to pray for those that want to do you harm. When was the last time you stopped and said, wow, that guy really hates me. Father, I just need, I need to talk with you about this guy. And not, not judge him. Would you please forgive him? You see, we don't n- naturally go there because our society has taught us and trained us, listen, if you're not getting what you want, you stand up for your own rights. This whole Bill of Rights thing is ridiculous. We, I have the right to... And I've even said this. I have the right to believe what I want to be about mass. And I'm like, you know what I have the right to do? I have the right to trust Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I need to leave it at that. If I'm going to pull my rights up to try to get some position over you, I'm wrong, I'm sinful, I need to repent, and I need to change my ways. I'm destroyed that men who are good men want to leave ministry because they can't get past their own church people fighting with one another. Shame on us. Not the preacher. Shame on us when we're fighting with one another. Shame on us. I pray that God restores some of the... We, in a world that we're living in today, we cannot afford for any of God's men to abandon their pulpit because of something like this. The reality is, for most of those guys, that if you respond to the pandemic 
in something other than what this person believes or that person believes, you come, on, come under fire and you're toast. So many of these pastors are like, they, because just like in our church, we've got people on both sides of the, the fence on this, on the whole, the whole matter. There's people that believe one way, people believe the other way. Where do we, where, how do we make sense of that? Well, see, in so many churches, guess who's in the middle? The preacher. And if the preacher says one thing, oh, did you hear that? He, he gave indication he's for the mass side. I, I just can't go to a church where they say that. And then, if he were to say something, and not always is it clear cut, but on the other side, everybody should be wearing masks. Oh, oh those, I heard him say that. Doggone it, he can't impose on my rights. I'm an American. I have the right to. And, and what happens is, it's brutal in this chair. Now, I'm thankful that it hasn't been as bad here as it has been in some churches that I know. But this pandemic that's happening has nothing to do with COVID-19. The pandemic is that Satan is dividing our churches at the very core over masks. Oh my goodness. If we want to get divided over what spiritual doctrine, that's something to fight over. That's something to stand strong on. We should be surrendering ourselves to every single one of us as we walk together through life. doesn't matter what position you take. Masks shouldn't be what divides us. God wants us to love one another, and He wants us to live in unity. We have to realize going to church doesn't make you a Christian. If you were counting on that, sorry, that's the bad news. Well, I sang all the verses of I Surrender All. Guess what? That doesn't make you a Christian either. What the gospel writer says In order to be considered sons of the Most High, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those that abuse you. Have you felt like you've been abused or opposed in anything that you have had to believe in? I mean, look at our society. Oh my goodness, we could fight over politics all day long. Once again, that's part of the pandemic that Satan's pushing. Anything that we can fight over, he's like, yeah, let's stoke the fire to that. Let's push that and, and we'll put it out in front of. That'll divide the church. We've got to take a stand, people. Today is the day we have to decide we're not going to let that happen here. The challenge from me to you today is I'm going to ask you to stand with me. I'm going to change my behavior. I'm going to stop doing things that would cause you or you or you or you to be on an opposite side of me. I'm going to love you if you, bless, if you curse me. I'm going to pray for you if you abuse me. How about the rest of you? Will some of you or maybe all of you join me in that?
If you do, we will begin the revival in Galesburg, Kansas and restore the unity that God wept over. If we do that, we will show the world outside these doors we're not affected by the world around us when it comes to living our faith. We don't love one another because they agree with me, because we're on the same side, because they like blacks or they like whites or they like policemen or they don't like policemen. That's not what binds us together. What binds us together is Jesus Christ. And what causes us to be called the sons of the most high God is if when people do us wrong we do good to them if people curse you we bless them if people abuse you pray for them I'm going to invite you to join me in that I am a sinner that needs God's grace every single day. As your pastor, I confess my sin to you today. Will, will you join me in a revival? I want God to revive my heart. I want Him to take away all of the crud that has built up that I've allowed Satan to filter into my life and take me off center. That's what happens. You're going along, you know, um, you guys that build stuff, you understand what a level for. A level is when that bubble is bounced right in the middle. That's the sweet spot. When you hang something on the wall, you want that level to be in the middle. Well, my, my bubble has been skewed because I've allowed this stuff to infiltrate my life. And this has become, COVID-19 has become way more important to me than Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you right now, that's going to change in me. This morning, we're going to have the band come up, and they're going to sing an invitation song. And I want, you to invi- I want to invite you to join me and be willing to confess your own sin in this. And be willing to say, listen, I'm going to stand with you, Kevin. We're going to, we're going to make the Galesburg Christian Church different than the church down the road that they've split already, and they're, they're still fighting over this. We're not going to fight over this anymore. We're going to love everybody. No matter what side of the fence they're on, on any issues that are out there in our society, that don't, they don't matter. It just doesn't matter. I can love you if you're a Democrat. I can love you if you think Black Lives Matter is the greatest thing in the world. I can love you because Jesus said the goal is to love people who want to do me harm, bless those that curse me, and pray for those that want to do me wrong. We're going to sing our